the coming days. One more question. How has God worked in your heart since we started the 100 Days of Prayer? I think one thing for me is uh, just a, a consistency of praying for the same thing. There was a right at the beginning of the 100 Days of Prayer, there was a, a neighbor that my wife and I have gotten, a neighbor couple that my wife and I have gotten to know uh, over the past few years, um, but they uh, are experiencing a family crisis and they they came to us and opened up to us about it. And it's given us a chance to pray for them, uh, but not just to pray for them, but to take steps to show them care, to show them love. And uh, God has opened that, that door up. And uh, that's that's one thing that God has impacted in me to be consistent, not just in prayer, but consistent in action. Well, today we're going to get started with our, our prayer topic. And today um, we're going to be doing uh, confession. We're going to look to a psalm and uh, allow it to lead us in a prayer of confession. You know, we hear the word confession and a lot of things come to mind depending on our background, whether we um, were raised in a certain religious affiliation or maybe, maybe we weren't raised um, in a religious background. The word confession can seem really scary. It can um, bring up feelings of shame and I messed up and I don't want anyone to know about this. Uh, and in our fallen state, in our fallen wor world, um, that tends to be what we naturally gravitate toward. But the scripture and God invites us to something so much deeper, something so much richer. Why is confession important? Um, I'm 34, so I'm still young, but I, I've just become convinced, uh, just even in my own life, that even in our best intentions, it can still be riddled with, with sin. So, so even just this morning, <laughs> just to be transparent here, I was driving uh, my kids to daycare and to school, and my, my middle daughter, uh, and we were running behind, and my middle daughter replied, Daddy, I forgot my taggy and she has, she has trouble, you know, going to nap at daycare without her taggy. And, um, my reaction was not the best, you know, there, there's a side of me, you know, the best intention part of me that wants to teach her, you know, I asked her to, to go get it and, um, uh, once want to teach her to be responsible, that that's a good side of it. Um, but even in that best intention, I just did not respond very kindly to her. And I, I raised my voice at her in a moment where I should have been gracious. And um, it's a moment where I can come in confession to God. And, you know, as I think about it, I need to tell my daughter that I'm sorry. <laughs> so confession is important because just in our very everyday lives, we, we still sin. And the Bible invites us to something deep, to confess, um, to come to God and to confess to him and that's our vertical relationship, but even in our horizontal relationships uh, where sin can, um, can hurt that relationship, confession can, can restore that. So today we're going to go to Psalm 32. So whether you have uh, your uh, physical Bible with you uh, or maybe your phone or a computer, I, I encourage you to go to Psalm 32. It's a Psalm of David. Um, David was uh, the king of Israel, um, but he was also uh, one who wrote many of the Psalms. He was a gifted musician. Um, he wrote a lot of lyrics, and it um, just drew people to God and 
continues to draw people to, to God to this day. So this is a psalm of confession from David. And the first thing that you'll notice at the top, so Psalm 32 of David, and there's a period, and then it says, a maskil. I'm not really great at pronouncing Hebrew words, but a maskil. And the word literally means giving instruction. So here David is giving us instruction. He's giving us wisdom. So when you come to a psalm that has this word in it, it should give us pause. And we should say to her, it's almost as if we should say to ourselves, it would be wise to give special care to these words that I'm about to read. Because God has something here for me right now. And God has something here for us even today. So let's go to Psalm 32. We're going to read through a couple of verses at a time. And then uh, I'll, I'll just kind of break down and, and talk about it. And then at the end, uh, I'll give a guided prayer, um, praying through the psalm as we go through that. All right, so verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and whose spirit there is no deceit. So the first word that should jump out to us is blessed. There's a lot of Psalms where the word blessed is written. So in Psalm 1, blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. That person is happy. The, the word blessed means happy. But if we're honest with ourselves, there's from time to time, we may walk in the counsel of the wicked. The, really the only one uh, who can claim uh, full obedience to that Psalm is Jesus himself who did not sin. But what this psalm is, is blessed is the one who did stray from the path, but through confession comes back to God. So you'll notice that there's a fourfold of blessing. So number one, whose transgressions are forgiven. So who's the one that's blessed? It's the one who comes to God owning that he has done wrong. Not hiding it, but, but coming to God and owning that he has done wrong. But in that, full trust in God's word. So this, this brings us to the gospel. Our transgressions, our sins are forgiven. And we know this over and over in scripture. It says that Jesus went to the cross to take on our sin. His blood covers and in him we're forgiven. It's knowing that and trusting that he has done that for us. So blessed is the one whose sins are covered. And again, this comes down to the gospel. Another word for covered is whose sins are atoned for. So God provided a covering for sin. He provided Jesus who shed his very blood for us to cover once and for all, all of our sins. The, the blood blots out, completely blots out the record. Once and for all, it completely blots out the record of, of our sin. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him. So, so imagine this. If he, if he blots out our sin that one night, that one night that I confess, the initial one, where, and he saves us, but then from there on, he continues to count our sins against us, I would be in a far worse place. 
but but this is what David is trying to teach us here is that he keeps no record of our sin. And for eternal life, we will not stand in judgment before him. It's all covered under the blood of Christ. And we can come uh, knowing that he does not count our sins against us. Now, is that to say that we can just continue to sin and it doesn't matter? It has no significance? No, we can't continue to sin. Here, the responsibility that we hold for sin changes. Like We don't stand in judgment anymore, but rather our relationship changes to where we come to God as a child. Much like all of us are children of our parents and they held us accountable for actions and they taught us here in the same way our responsibility is coming to our father and confessing to him what we have done and knowing that he will forgive us and then fourth um, and whose spirit there is no deceit so really it's just coming and i mean god knows our hearts anyway it's just coming to him and holding nothing back blessed happy is the one who does that? What, what does this instill in us? It instills in us confidence. And what's really neat about this psalm is if you, if you are familiar with the psalms, it, it usually opens up with a complaint. <laughs> the psalms are great in the fact that they uh, cover a wide range of emotions. And the psalmist comes to God and he's open. And this teaches us that we can come to God. No, but it, but it, it begins with the consummation. And then it begins with David rejoicing in the fact that he is forgiven and that is trust in that. So in the next three verses, David will tell of how he got to know this. Verse three, he says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. So in here, he's kind of describing that this, if we hold on to sin, if we just try to cover it, it's going to affect us, not just spiritually, but it, it kind of has a physical effect on us as well. I can remember a time where I felt this. One of the first times that, that I felt this, you know, when, when you're a young kid, you know, I think of my kids and they're doing something that they're not supposed to be doing and they try to cover it. Um, not very well at times, but they try, they try to hide and they try to continue to, to keep doing it. But I can remember a time when I was 10 years old where I could feel my bones wasting away. I was at a, a friend's house for a birthday party and it was an overnight, overnight party. And um, there were some movies that we watched that 10 year olds had no business watching. <laughs> I just remember, I, I think there one particular, I remember one particular movie, but it was violent. And I came home from that birthday party, just like, do I tell my parents? Do I tell my mom? And I could feel my bones just wasting away. I could feel the heaviness of it because I know I had known that I did something that was against my parents' will. And it wasn't long before I confessed to my mom. Um, I told her what had happened. And I experienced the gospel in that moment because she forgave me. She gave me direction for what to do the next time. And but it, this was a picture of what God does for us, that when we feel when we feel we hold on to a sin 
and we feel it just wasting away at us. We feel our bones heavy. This is the invitation to come to him in confession because this is what it says. Then I acknowledge my sin to you, verse 5, and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Again, this is going back to the promise, to the confidence that we have in the gospel, knowing that when we confess to God in prayer, he forgives us. All right, quickly for the next two verses, and then we'll go to some guided prayer. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you, God, while you may be found. Surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach him. This is pretty cool. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So you'll notice in verses three and four, he was hiding from God. We see this pattern all throughout scripture, beginning in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, they hid from God. And here's David is saying in verses three and four, he was hiding from God. And then after confessing, see where he moves to, you are my hiding place. So instead of hiding from God, when we confess to him, now we hide in God. And we know that we are safe in him. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. So confession is just such a, cru it's a crucial part of the Christian life. How we relate with God, our father. Because we don't want to be distant from him. He's never distant from us. But when we sin, we hide from him. But we have here in the scriptures, he invites us to come to him, to confess to him. Because he forgives us. And then he becomes our shelter, and then we can hide in him. All right, so I'm just going to take a little bit of time, and uh, I'm just going to kind of guide, pray through a psalm. This is what I encourage people to do when they don't know how to pray. Just pray like the psalmists do. Um, there's often times where I don't know how to, I'm just at a loss for words of how to pray, and I'll go to a psalm. And um, I want to encourage you to, to do this as you um, maybe follow along with me. Um, but maybe even as you um, uh, sign off today, find a psalm to pray along with. Uh, maybe you pray along with this psalm of confession. And uh, let this be a part of your Christian walk with God to know that we don't need to hide from him, but we can hide in him. So I'm just going to pray through this and you can follow along in your, in your Bibles. So God, I am just so thankful that... Um, we are blessed in you to know that you uh, forgive our sins, to know that we have that confidence that you have covered our iniquity through the blood of Jesus once and for all. And I got that you desire, even from the beginning, uh, we, we are created to be in relationship with you. And God, when we sin, we, we, we draw away but you have provided a way through the blood of Jesus to where we confess our sin to you. And it brings us to a place where we know we're forgiven. So God, thank you for that. May we be people who are open with you. May we be people that are open with um, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And God, give us confidence to maybe have one or two people, trusted friends in our lives to where 
we not only confess to you, but God, that we confess to one another. And it restores that relationship. And it's out in the open, but to know that we can push each other towards growing in you, to growing in the gospel. God, when we when we do keep silent, God, thank you for your Holy Spirit to, to let us know, to, to convict us. We feel at times that our bones are wasting away, <laughs> but God, you you call us to something deeper. We, we, we don't want to hide from you, God. You already know our hearts anyway. But God, we, we can come to you. We can acknowledge our sin to you and to know that you have covered up our iniquity. And we can confidently say this, when I confess my transgressions to the Lord, God, I know that you forgive the guilt of my sin, and you've already done, done that in Christ, once and for all. So we cry to you, Abba Father, we need you. God, you are our hiding place. You will protect us from trouble and surround us with songs of deliverance. And then God, in verse 8 of this, you instruct us and you teach us in the way that we should go. So may we abide in you. We set aside the things that we put up as a, um, oh God, it's almost like a boundary <laughs> that, that we set up. God, may we tear those down through confession and to know that you have forgiven us and Holy Spirit, would you guide us to walk in the way of the wise in all of our days. God, we love you. We thank you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in today. I, I went a little bit long. Um, so I'll, I'll, if there's any prayer requests in the chat, I'm going to look through those and uh, interact with you um, afterwards. Um, but thanks for tuning in today. I encourage you to come back next Monday at noon as we continue our 100 days of prayer. And uh, another person from staff will be leading through that. Just a departing word, don't be afraid of confession. Confession invites us to something so much deeper. It invites us to walk with God in a deeper way. And if there is a, uh, a trusted friend or two, um, that if you are needing to confess something, um, find a friend or two. It's, it's so worthwhile because they can encourage you. They can pray for you. They can build you up moving in the way of and, and toward the gospel that we can walk in, in freedom thanks for tuning in uh if i uh don't see you before this sunday i look forward to seeing you on sunday as we join in worship to god through song uh, but have a great week and god bless